0: I remember, so I came into Woodchip, where I'd lost the race the year before. So that's where Kabush had dropped me, mm-hmm. the okay. top of Woodchip. And that's the first time you really see fans hanging out, right? Yep. Like, and someone said, you have 25 seconds. And I started bawling. Riding up the hill, crying my eyes out. Because it was that minute. That like, you- I, didn't, I had no, for, for 12 kilometers, I had no time. I was just riding all out. Just everything I had into the bike, and, like, it's just, and I was like, why am I crying? Like, and I kind of knew it, but, like, it was just overwhelming emotion for me. Um, and I, I don't think, like, and that, like, after it, I'm like, why were you crying, Alexi? Like, what the heck? But, like, I, I don't, like, being a kid, I'm a kid growing up in Michigan and winning Iceman and winning it in front of a home crowd and winning it in front of people that, like, that really matter to you and care about you. It was unreal.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dirty Chain podcast brought to you by Michigan Mid-Pack Media, the podcast that covers the Michigan cycling scene from the viewpoint of the Mid-Packer. I'm your host, Trevor. And this is Sheldon. In this episode, we venture
2: outside of the Mid-Pack and interview former World Tour pro, current pro mountain biker, and your 2019 Iceman men's overall champion, Alexi
1: Vermullion. If you've been following our podcast the last few weeks, you know that we have been leading up to the Iceman Cometh Challenge, and uh, you heard different perspectives of people's races from Sheldon himself to a few other Collins. but in this episode, we will hear from the champion himself. So
2: recently, Trevor, our friend, writer, and photographer, Nicole Cotton, and I were able to go to mid-Michigan and were graciously hosted by Alexi and his
1: family. Including his dog, Gus. No, wait, what's his dog's name? Gus. (laughs) Yeah, Gus Iceman (laughs) Vermilion. Including his dog, Gus. Alexi goes into detail about his Iceman race and some stresses of the weekend leading up to it. We hear about his passion for promoting Michigan and developing youth cycling. But more so, he takes us on a journey that starts here in Michigan, leads him all around the world, eventually bringing him right back home. But let's let Alexi tell you the story.
0: I broke a bike. I backed a car into a tree. I like. I ran a kids ride. <laughs> oh, speaking
2: of the kids ride, we have something that we
1: want to talk about. Oh in the yeah, kids we were ride. talking to uh, Sean Kickbush, and he said he was saying stuff like, "I have to drop something off for Alexi's kids," and like he and I looked at each other and we're like Alexi's. Kids? And like we
2: didn't say anything at the time, and like afterwards we were talking it about took them, a we're long like, time did to you know out? Alexi had kids? And then after the race, one of our one of our teammates had a daughter in the kids race, and was talking about the the kids riding with Alexi and we're like, oh, because <laughs> like Sean said, kids
0: like plural, and we're like okay like <laughs> i didn't know you were such a family man <laughs> it was uh, yeah sean was actually helpful but no it was it was it was a great plan and i just like when i was younger all i like all i wanted to do was hang out with pros so that's kind of what i tried to create at iceman like yeah that's the only race i can do that like i know cody i know everyone up there it's super super easy to walk in and kind of plan things before and shimano like working with shimano was so easy they sent like they sent like a thousand little swag items like hats and Sunglasses and scarves and bottles, and like. And you didn't do that last year, did you? No, I, I didn't have the support of all these guys. So I, okay. Like, so last year was like me trying to prove myself. Okay. So, so, anyways, like, it's. Then it was like, it just happened, but like, there's no.
1: Like, you can think of everything, but you don't think of everything. We were actually riding with Sean and, yeah, and putting I, signs and I, in the. Yes. Th- and all so, that. And, and you know I, why you were doing that? Because.
0: Dan and I were sitting at Subway at 1.30 when the thing started at 3, and I had decided to set an interview with CBS at 2, Was that and the, then we realized that there's no way anyone
1: can park, so where's anyone going to go? Pure uh, chaos. I was waiting for Sheldon at uh, Timber Ridge. Because I was running super behind. And I, I was th- like three hours behind coming up. And I'm like, and I, 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 I th- I'm pretty sure I walked by you, because you were, you were kind of parked right in front of the, the yeah, area and the there. Nazi was yelling and I was at us. like, he looks stressed out. <laughs> oh, dude. Well, I had already broken a bike.
0: I was already like. How'd you, break the, how'd you break the bike? Uh, I backed. Do you know Dan Ellis? Um, uh, so no. He he owns like Upbike, Bike, is that little stainless steel company? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, we met him. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I backed his tree with his no hardtail that his son was gonna ride, and his son was in the car next to me into the into a tree on the oh, way yeah. out, like just tagged like the edge like just enough the, the edge, and it like just slowly pushed, and I was I called him and I was like, hey dude, like I we got to deal with this. Like my bike and his bike were on the back of the car, it didn't get hurt, and. uh his son goes, Yeah, Dad, we didn't even hear it break. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> broke it like five times.
1: <laughs> obliterated this Niner frame. Like uh, obliterated it. Did he have a bike to ride the
0: next day? I found him a bike. Okay, yeah. cool. How That's um, the one perk of like knowing people start calling like I broke a kid's bike, we need to fix this. <laughs> how did your how did the Alexis kids ride go then? Oh, so well at the yeah. end. But it was just like you don't like you don't think of parking, you don't think of like how you're gonna collect kids and get them there, like because of like how unplanned it became. I didn't get to see the course. I was like, I'm, I'm going to go off course. We're going to take these kids on a 15-mile ride. Like, That's so how long, long it was. I'm going to no, teach it's you what a bomb goes. me, two and a half. And there's like one point I talk about it. But there's one point we were like going down this hill and so it was like me and Jeff Kabush in front and then I had Katerina and Brian Motter in the back uh-huh. kind of like separate share, like keep contained. It was only like... 65-ish kids. I mean, it's solid, though. Like, I was afraid of losing a kid. There's enough kids. At first, it was, like, four. And then, like, three minutes before, like, I was like, oh, the sun came out. And then there was, like, a lot of kids. Yeah. And uh, so I just remember we started going down this hill. And I was like, I'd been trying like, left, right, brakes, climb. And you just start gaining speed. And there's this girl who's sitting there beside me talking about her spirit animal. Okay. And I'm just taking this in and I'm like slowly processing like okay there's 60 kids careening down the hill behind us. <laughs> and I just see the the kid's bike I'd broken earlier that morning was like in front ripping. He's strong. And he's like he was trying to show off. And he like he hits this sand and like barely keeps it up and there's a right hard right right after the sand. And I was like I just saw like death <laughs> in front of me. And so I like I was like <laughs> At first, I yelled brakes. I was like, "No, no brakes. That's bad." Because uh, then he has start, kids started stopping right in front of the turn in the sand. So this girl, like, she's and she's like, "My spirit animal's a wolf," <laughs> and like careening into the woods. <laughs> and it was just carnage. And then, like everyone stopped. And there's a kid with like pedal back brakes who just comes again, like just T-bones my friend. And I was like, "Oh my. Okay, no one's dead. Okay, and we continue." <laughs> But it was—it was so fun.
1: It was honest like it was so cool to be a part of something like that. You and then like everybody, hits. or to put you know, even—I mean, not only put—not uh, only be a part of it, but to put it on and see it be successful. Yeah, and like—and
0: then it was just like there was all the people up there were like my favorite, like they were my idols when I was growing up. Yeah, like they were cl- like on all of us were class, like all of them, all of us finished on the podium. Every single one. So, so like Kabush and... Kabush, Brian Marder, and yeah. Katarina. Katarina yeah. won. Yeah. There's was oh. the entire men's podium and then Katerina. And Katarina. That's incredible. She's like... She's the coolest. So
2: was That's this the first year that they did a kids' event like
0: this? Yeah. I mean, so they brought always it up to right? Yeah. That, so I was at Splush. But like Cliff used to make like a kid's zone and they kind of pulled out of that. And I was kind of like, like, so what can s- we do here? Yeah. Like, and then... I mean, I, I, like, th- that's the difference that I make to sponsors, right? Like I'm a human face. I'm not, I'm not bigger than Shimano, right? So I might be bigger than than UpBike, like if I post things for UpBike, I actually might have progress on that or an interaction, Got it. Yeah. but for me with Shimano, it's, it's just, I mean, will never be as big as them, I guess is my mm-hmm. point. And so what I need to be for them is a big fish in a small pond, which is Michigan. Sure. And then being a human face and, like, you have all those kids, not that they're going to be, like, yelling, but, like, it's just, it's just,
1: like, it. they just want to be a part of something without forcing it. Does, um like, a sponsor like Shimano or another, uh, another big sponsor you may have, do they find it to be a benefit that you're... That, that they're yeah. bigger than you, and then you can be that face in a in a place like Michigan? I mean, that's, that's kind of their point. I mean, like, yeah. even
0: even Kabush is not as big as Shimano. Like, nobody can be unless you're Sagan. Like, right. and even then, maybe not. And right? that's just temporary. Yeah, and like, it's... And that, right yeah. now, he's bigger, but... Exactly, and so it's like, it's just little things. Like, even Vittoria sold, like, a crap ton of tires in Michigan when, like, I don't know if there's a Facebook post about, like... Jordan Jordan was like trying to figure Jordan, Jordan so likely, out what tires he was going to run. And like someone said, Alexi runs men's cows. And then we were talking about it. And all of a sudden, Victoria, like Victoria, after like freaked out. And they're like, oh my gosh, like, how are we not a part of this? And that's super cool. Like, they <sighs> went on the site and like, Alexi Iceman was 20% off the entire Victoria site. Right. Really? Like, and just like that is, those are the impacts you make. And I wasn't a big fish for Victoria. But I was a big fish in a small pond.
1: Do you think it's easier for you to um, have the opportunity in the in the mountain bike spectrum of, of things, or is is that seen? This is not like a, a, a road team kind of model, right? Which I'm really
0: happy about. I mean, yeah. so right now I definitely took a big pay cut in the last two years, uh-huh. but I'm also like I'm in control of everything, man. Yeah, like, for the first level. time, it's it's not even like. It's not even stress. Like, I was stressed before Iceman, right? Like, yeah. I can still become stressed, yeah. but nothing's forced. I get to really set standards for what companies I want to work with and how I want to work with them. Like, that's mm-hmm. one of the big things is, like, that was the kids' ride. Like, Iceman didn't have to be a part of it. They helped it happen. So, but, like, the minute they showed initiative and they wanted to be a part of it, I was like, cool, cool, all in. I'll write Shimano. Yeah,
2: and, and it's for a great And then great it became cause. big. And, and th- then and and those 65 kids, they're going to remember the year that they oh. rode with...
0: Both the, the winners and yeah, the, the entire podium. I <laughs> mean, yeah. and
2: it's that that's going to be in their minds forever. Oh, well, and it's positive for everybody. It's positive for Shimano. It's positive. Like everybody is excited about oh, yeah, it. the swag that they got that has Shimano on it. They're going to hold on to that because they
0: remember riding with you. Yeah, and, and it's, there's a fan for life. Yeah, and it's and that's what I think. Like when I was younger, it was just it was trying to figure out. Like when I was younger, I wanted I wanted to ride with those guys. I wanted to ride with Larry Warbass. I wanted to ride with Jeff, with Brian Moder. And it was hard. There's like there's a wall, and that's one of the reasons I like kind of was like moving moving away from road racing. It's like there's a big wall between road racing and fans.
2: So we were kind of just discussing this the other night at the bar. We were talking about kind of this how you're seeing this migration to the gravel scene, and the pros are definitely way more accessible. You go to say land run,
0: yeah.
2: Every, You're starting at the same time. You can look over mm-hmm. and see your idol where you go to a grand tour they're behind a rope by the rv on their trainer and you can never do that race ever it doesn't yeah, matter and, no yeah comparison. and you're not
1: you're not participating i mean you maybe, are strictly a spectator yeah it be-
2: doesn't matter how good you are in your local scene with your you know a cat one yeah you're never gonna be there where you can go to a gravel or even mountain bikes kind of the same way mm-hmm. to an extent
0: yeah, no. And the best, the best part is, it, it's positive for everybody. Again, like the pros are happy because the sponsors are happy. That's all. That's our entire goal. Like, yeah. at least for me. So, and that, and that's like the beauty of like Shimano. Like, of course, Shimano wants results. They want different things, but like, they're also invested in actually making a positive impact on the community, whether it's their community or Michigan or anywhere. And but, cycling right now needs so, it more than anything. I mean, so like between us, like I'm hoping that uh, the kids' Dragon become like a thing at all, all the races Shimano's at. That'd be amazing. Which would be really cool. And it just becomes yeah. bigger and it becomes Shimano's more involved and then Shimano gives a grupo away and, Shima, like, and then like kids actually care to be involved in it. Like all yep. of the, the couple of friends like Dan who owns Upbike, his kid and like So he won slush cup. So there's a picture of me cutting. I promise I cut, I cut a piece of the ice trophy off for him that night. No kidding. And he's like dipping it as I'm drinking it. Oh my God. It's a great picture. (laughs) We'll have to look that up. Did you put it on your Instagram? I can send it to you guys. That'd be amazing. I want to. That's amazing. I couldn't, like there's so much I wanted to post, but like it's had to take time. yeah. Yeah. But like, They're all like they all went and signed up for Trainer Road. Like they all like want to train. Like Dan hasn't been able to stop them. Like that's so (laughs) cool to me. Like and that wasn't me, right? But that's like it's everyone being involved and like I don't know, giving them the life. It wasn't you
2: just showing up somewhere, signing an autograph, and
0: saying. Kids, it wasn't saying hey, look, I won. It was the experience, yes.
2: I mean, was, they rode with you, they got to hang yeah. out with you. That's so, we were like
0: going to the Keen Loft for like the party after, I was, and all uh. the kids wanted to come. I was like, I'm so sorry, this is not gonna work out. <laughs> 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 I love you guys, and
1: now I'm gonna go enjoy myself.
2: <laughs> so, did you get any of the 30 year
0: uh, the, the Bells yeah, Beer? The Bells How was it? I it did, was really good.
1: I what was, type of beer was it?
0: It was a the bottle upstairs, it was a uh, it's nothing like special, it's just like it's. Yeah. But it,
2: it was special because it was special. Yeah. It, yeah. it was it was it was the bottle, not really
1: even what was in the bottle. Yeah. So you um so yeah. you, you didn't you weren't born in Michigan. I was born in Memphis. Memphis. And then when did you guys move to, to Michigan?
0: Uh in when I was four years old.
1: Okay. For so, my dad's grad school we went to U of M here. So, so. you I mean basically have uh, you're basically raised in Michigan. Iceman is like the quintessential Michigan race that now you have won, but you have totally taken a an interesting path to get there, right? Yeah. Um, I'm like getting goosebumps right now. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's kind of like if you wrote a, a a story, or if I pitch this story, people are like that's too far fetched, you know. I mean, it's that good, but uh, so. Talk to us like a little bit about just getting into cycling in general. I mean, were you a mountain biker early? I mean, you did a ton of road, and I know that. So how did you get into the road side of things? Um, so just
0: cycling as a whole, I think for me, started with my grandfather. Mm-hmm. He's from Holland. He kind of grew up racing. Um, and it kind of just like, he, we would go, and we'd go on rides when I was younger. Um, nothing big, I mean, just as you do something, I know your grandparents, my grandfather did riding, so I went and rode. Um, my mom started doing some triathlon, so I jumped in some kids' tries and I enjoyed it, hated swimming, loved running, loved riding. Um, and it kind of just slowly, slowly progressed. Like at some point, I think what my parents always did really well was like, we, I just did everything. Like I, I was way too hyper. So that was one of the big things is like put him in every sport yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe he'll go to bed at night. And that's kind of how it went. And so like there for a while there, I was playing soccer and running cross country and riding and. All of the above. Sure. You know? Like a normal Yeah, like a normal, and, yeah, like a normal kid. A kid. But that's like, that's, I don't know, all these parents are trying to not do that anymore. Like, I just, that was, that was no, that my claim to fame. That doesn't exist anymore, actually. No. I mean, well, oh, you're going to be pro. This is how you're going to do it. Yeah. Which is literally the reason I think I'm pro is because I didn't. Uh, I, the reason I think I'm living my dream is because I've been able to figure that out. But that's interesting. That's Yeah. A, but so it just kind of progressed. And so I think when I was in 2007. Uh, my dad kind of took an initiative a little bit, and was like, he could see that I was like, I was enjoying riding, and like we had a with like a mileage sheet, like a literal piece of paper mm-hmm. that you know you wrote down every mile, like seventeen point one or that like eight point three or one point two, right? And when I got to a thousand miles, we were out at Kendrick the Metro Park, and we sprinted, and I beat him. That was probably the last time we actually rode <laughs> a real ride together, but <laughs> it was. Uh, it, he saw I was putting I was putting effort into it, so he. Um, kind of looked around and um, my coach to this day started working with me but like very minimally right like just like hey these are some workouts you can do maybe you also go run and that'll like so he started mixing things I was playing I was really big on hockey running and cycling that's kind of what it boiled down to sure. when I got a little older um, and yeah so it kind of just progressed so that was uh, 2008 2007 I started working with him 2009 was when I was like oh, this is like this is awesome so I kind of Dropped hockey 2009. Um, How old are you? How so are 2009, you at this point? I'm going into. I dropped hockey the summer of going into high school. Okay. I become, become a freshman. Okay. Um, so I kind of decided like the same sport thing is like I'm going to pursue this, but I want to have a social life. Like I want to be involved. So I was, I kind of committed like I want to do all four years of cross country. Like whatever it takes, I want to do all four years of cross country. Because already like 2009 2010. Um, uh, I mean I just I, w- I was doing well in the sport. So I was like, I got to go to the Olympic training center twice for like talent ID camps. So I was already traveling and like, I think at the beginning as a young kid, like that's what I fell in love with. Right? Like it's so cool to see the world. Sure. And even if it wasn't the world, like I got to travel by myself to Colorado Springs and like in the Olympic training center, like you You watch watch the Olympics, you dream of that. And you walk in there and the flags are hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. Like there's athletes walking around like, I don't remember who we saw, but like there's, there's people walking around, right? That like, that, you know, yeah. like, and, um, and so it just kind of progressed. And by the, um, like each year I would be a little bit more involved in 2010. So halfway through my sophomore year of high school, um, the option was going to have to be that I was going to online school. So my principal figured out a way for me to do that and still be able to, Run cross country for my high school for Dexter and graduate, walk with my class if I was there, and go in and take any classes I wanted if I wanted to. And I was cool. okay. like, really big help because I'm, just, I'm a social student person. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be not involved. So that was kind of a big help. And so, like, that next year, 2010 was actually a really hard year. 2009 had been like this big breakout year for me. I'd felt like I'd done things, but I was also like, you know, I was 14, 15 years old. I was very I was young, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 2010 was just like it's one of those years. I feel like cycling's a big build. Like it's one of those years where I just feel like I was just just below every single time. Like every race, just struggling. Like my parents were putting a lot into it, and we were driving around and doing things, and just nothing really worked out. Like all those goals you set, you write down at the beginning of the year, nothing happened. And then 2011 was like, okay, I'm I, like, let's let's see if this happens. Like this, we're getting into the end. Like I knew, I knew, also parents like there's college coming. Like yeah. you get, like there's a time limit on this. <laughs> the sand was just <laughs> <Yeah>. falling through. <laughs> and even at my age, I could see it. Right. Like, and I was loving what I was doing. And so an 11, uh, nationals. were in Augusta, Georgia. It's like really hot. It was going to be, I knew it was. So I went back home where my parents, my mom's side of the family still lives to Memphis. And I did a little heat action camp there. So, uh, I'm out there training, riding with some friends and, uh, Pretty much done. We're like five days out from Iceman. Or sorry, Iceman. Oh, <laughs> already on my head. Five days off from Nashville. Different temperature. <laughs> Different yeah. temperature. And uh, so, like, we're five days out, and I'm doing like an easy ride before I fly to Augusta the next day. And I just absolutely eat it on this on this bike path. Um, on a speed bump, just not thinking, and like, just like reality sets in immediately. Right? You're just like. Oh my gosh. Like I've actually put, like I've actually sacrificed for something in my life and I just screwed it up by taking my hands off the bars. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's always a slow crash that you're not paying attention. That's the one that gets you. Like, and I'm just like, just can't believe it. And so I like, you know, like in that minute of like, Oh, I'm okay. Like I run into the bathroom in the community center like, bleeding. A like trail of blood behind me. The woman, the woman comes screaming, you can't go die in there! <laughs> like, I'm bleeding profusely. And she had priorities. She did not want to clean this <laughs> up. And so I was like, I'm not. I'm cleaning it. I already called my aunt. So my aunt comes. It's like, so I have a big, I have this gash here yeah. and I have one on my knee. <laughs> uh, bike's trashed. Helmet's trashed. Like, head's marked and uh, blood all over the glasses. And, uh... I remember, like, I got to the hospital, got a bunch of stitches. Like... Like I had the had the doctor like double stitch because I was like I'm gonna ride in five days like it's gonna happen so you make sure it's gonna stay shut and we'll deal with that <laughs> and like could not move my leg right like the next day you're just like because the stitches were right here like just the worst possible place and um, like I had a crappy time trial and like struggled with that because like that was kind of something I was aiming for like I thought that, I thought that was a really pure effort I always loved the time trial. Mm-hmm. And it comes into the road race. And so now it's like seven days post-crash, and like, I have all the stitches in, and I'm like angry. And uh, it's the first moment that like, everything just like, it's kind of an Iceman moment, like it worked out. Like I won the road race yeah. solo with a, like a, two of a sprint with a friend and a breakaway. And it just like cycling clicked, like the cogs hit. And a um, quick way of saying it is like from there, like I got the chance to go to Europe with the national team. And it just kind of tumbled and tumbled and tumbled. Um, and then from each level, you know, it's the same as anything, you know, you have to show yourself and prove yourself. And so I like, got to Europe and you gotta, you gotta win races in Europe and you win races in Europe, you get to go to worlds and you show that you're on the world stage, you get to come back the next year yeah. and you get to the end of juniors. So you're 18 and you have to show that you earned enough to get to sign a contract with a, I guess, with a development team, you know, it's semi pro, I guess is the best sure. comparison. Yeah. And that was for me with BMC and like, that was the first point where I was like, Apparently, I told my parents like, "So can I defer school? So for two years, like I'd we I'd applied to all the colleges and I deferred. I was gonna go to Simon Fraser in British Columbia, and deferred, and I was like, okay, like I can do this, like I can make it. And three years on BMC and signed to world tour, like it just it kept the dream was like unreal, like." So, you how old were you when you then? went to the world, world tour? So, I, I, was, I would be 21 when I started. I was, it was unreal. Like, I remember I had actually, I had a broken wrist. I'd crashed in Italy and I couldn't do Worlds in Richmond. I was so pissed. I think so about like, myself at 20 and I'm like, man, I was like, dude, I'm getting f- hot and ready and I'm like <laughs> struggling to do my laundry.
2: <laughs> it's, like it's just easier to throw this out and buy something new.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's just funny, like, I remember getting, getting the email and like reading it like four times. And I was just like, this isn't, this isn't a real email. Like, this is a joke. Same. Like, they're, this is spam. Someone made this up. Like, go and searching <laughs> the name on the email. What, like, what friend is messing with you? Yeah, me like, this, this isn't a funny joke. I don't find this funny right now. Um, but, yeah, and it just, it's been unreal. And I think I've slowly, it's just become like that. I've realized that I just like, the bike is what I enjoy, right? It's like that. the, the, the simultaneous thing inside of all of that is that it's never become a job. Like, there's points where world tour, like, you have to do something that you probably don't want to do. You don't want to go ride the front. It's, you're already redlined. <laughs> you're trying to get dropped. But at the same time, it's just, like, it, it was an experience that, like I, mean, not, like, I will never regret when I went up. I, like, hindsight, I think I went up a year early. But at the same time, like, dude, it was so much fun. Yeah, what
1: amazing. And, like, and it set me up for what I'm doing now. And now what I'm doing now, I love almost more than what I was doing then. Uh, it, is it typical for someone to get out of the world tour and still love it as much as you do? It's hard to say because I was only there for two years. I feel yeah. like I'm, I'm not privy to be able to say that. Like yeah. guys who spend 15
0: years and, and have gone through, quote unquote, more difficult years, you know, mm-hmm. back in the 90s. And I mean, there's guys who were racing back in the 90s and just finishing. When,
1: yeah. When was, like that, that's a hard era to make it through. Sure. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. I was just listening to he, something with Ted King and he, he said he, he got out relatively early. He still had a couple of years that he probably could have raced in the world tour. I don't know. Yeah. But, but he said he left the world tour still excited about riding bikes. And and that's why he still rides a bike. And you see it. Like Ted yeah. is a happy kid and guy. Like yeah. all the time. Like he was at Iceman. We were
0: talking right before Iceman. And he was just like so ready for the race. Right? Like but at the same time so not ready. Because he was like so gravel bike. I was like no not my opinion. But go for it. And. It's just Did it ever even cross your mind? No. So I, I'm not, well I'm not gonna lie, I had so many setups ready. I was always gonna run hardtail,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but I had like I had like a like a forty tire setup. Mm-hmm. I had like big mud tires set up. I had like all the options. So but, what what but tires? not like a drop bar No. I like just, I don't think like Kabush is very, very talented. You see I don't want to like point anybody out. There's other people on gravel bikes. You did not see the same success. Same output. Yeah. And this year was also hard, right? Comparatively, the course was very, very intense,
1: but, uh, it's a mountain bike race. It, It just is in my opinion. So talk to me about then your transition to becoming a mountain biker, because I mean, as the story that you're telling us now, you're primarily a road biker. How did you, how did you, go from road cycling to, uh, to mountain biking. And I mean, even in a technical way, you're, you're used to the, the riding 200 kilometer races, stage races, um, things that aren't very technical. And now you're, you're on a, on a mountain bike and that's a whole different, whole different ball game.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it's actually just crazy how it happens. I mean, I guess I'll just kind of take one tiny step back. So I was like, when I wasn't going to resign on the world tour, kind of had, like, a crisis of my being, right? Like, everything I had done to this point, I had everything planned out. If you had asked me, what are you doing in one year, five years, ten years, fifteen years, I knew the answer. Like, I thought the answer was the world tour, and I had made that, and that was, like, that's, that's my life. That's it. Yeah. It was the perfect thing to happen to me. It was a very, like, it was a wake-up call that, like, life is not always how you plan it, first off, and life's not always, like, what you expect. And... So I like I had a year where I raced Continental for about half the year from like March to July with the Japanese Continental team. And it just wasn't set I immediately realized is like set in eighteen? Or yeah, two thousand eighteen. Yeah, yeah. I immediately realized like, first off, wow I've had it good. Like BMC development team was like wow, it's a pro team. Mm-hmm. Like it was a professional outfit, like to the T, almost the same level as Lotto Yumbo was. Sure. Like, and that's insane. As an 18 year old, you go over there, right, and like they have a house for you, and here's a BMT credit card for groceries, and like wow, the man. whole nine yards. Yeah. Like, um, and so I immediately realized, like, first off, I was a spoiled brat coming from the world tours. <laughs> like, I just expected things, um, and also just like for how hard I trained. I wasn't in control of anything, or like enjoying to the t- point that I was. I still enjoying it, but not to the, not to what I was. So, like July, I did my last big race uh, in China in two thousand eighteen with this with the, the, the Japanese Kanti team. Kanti yeah. team. Um, uh, Tour of King High Lake. It's insanity. It's at some Tibetan plateau at thirteen thousand feet. Oh, like yeah. just a whole like culture shock. Like. Chaos. It took me like 48 hours to get there. I arrived like 10 and a half hours before the race started. Like built my own bike. Like just, just the perfect ending to be like, okay, next chapter. <laughs> um, and I raced really well. I had a blast. I finished top ten there. Um, it's like racing at that. Like it's just an experience of light. Like we were almost we were three thousand feet below the Everest base camp at the topest top highest oh altitude we were God. at. Like just insane. Um <laughs> And so I came home from that in July. Uh, I guess I was still in Europe. I moved home from Europe like end of August, maybe October, like of 2018. Um, and I was already kind of like, what do I want to do? Like, do I really want to like push to get back to the World Tour or to like a rally or a UHC, or do I just like, do I want to like take my my career into my own hands right now? Sure. Um, and that's like, I don't know. It sounds like it's hard to talk about myself like that, but at at 23. That was a big decision for me like always knowing and always having a path and then like deciding to take that less traveled path that like honestly most guys are just kind of like okay that's my career let's go to school yeah, and it's um, essentially
2: a career change i mean oh yeah
0: like there's i mean there's a lot of guys who go from mountain biking to road biking but kind of like you were saying yeah. you don't go from from the from the road to the mountain it's yeah. just you're too far behind and like trust me i realized that at the beginning of this year so we'll get back <laughs> to that <laughs> And so I was—I kind of like you know—you luckily my reputation preceded me. You know I had a, I had a contacts with different companies uh, throughout the cycling world mm-hmm. and industry, um, and I was able to like, kind of reach out to them and hey, so like, that like if I do well at Iceman, everyone—the beauty is everyone knows Iceman. Like it's unique, it's big, it's special, um, and it happens to be the last big race in the calendar for most guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of talked to a couple companies, and I was like, hey, so if I can prove myself at Iceman can we sign a contract in late November which is like super late to sign anything in
1: cycling like contracts are done in August for the so, most part hold on I want to make sure I understand yeah. this so you you bet on yourself basically yes and this was last year yeah and he said if I do well at Iceman um, let's make something happen yeah and, and, it then was, you, and then you went and you got second
0: yeah and it was the most like it was like I kind of talked about that sacrifice I made like back in 2010-2011 mm-hmm. like I could not have been more of a cluster for three months. I don't think anyone can understand. Like, I guess people, a lot of people can understand. But for me, like, full on for one race that I had never been, like, just, that was all I focused on. I didn't drink. I ate correctly. I, like, I was just so, like, emotionally involved in what I was doing. And, like, there was nothing that was going to get in my way, I guess. Like, and it's... It, I had never made sacrifices like that. And you, you always say I, I'm all in, right? Like, yeah. and this is my yeah. job. I'm all in. This is a world tour. Like, I'm giving it all. But it's just a different level. Like, just obliterated myself. Um, and... Now, was that your first Iceman? No. So, that's a good question. So, like, <laughs> I... The year I finished high school and I stopped running because cross country states are always the same weekend as Iceman. Mm-hmm. So i never, i always wanted to be at Iceman but it was never possible to get there from, from MIS. Um, and so 2013 was my first Iceman. Um, and I did it but like always for fun. Like mm-hmm. i take a break Right after the season, like oh, the sure. season kind of ends, you know, September, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I take like three weeks, and like that would be my first race back. Like I remember, like the first time I did IceMan, like my heart was like 190 for an hour and a half, like <laughs> insane, just like completely that sounds fresh, right, like <laughs> obliterated. <laughs> it wasn't much different from this year, but uh, yeah. So like, and then, so I'd done the year before that had been kind of like the first year I would kind of come in with a little training to IceMan 2017, mm-hmm. but I was still in Lotto. I was just kind of it had worked out like that. Um, I'd come home early and that's just what I was doing but it just so yeah so 2018 it kind of it just like it was the first time I'd worked so hard for something I think and more like just focused so hard I guess is the point like I'd always worked hard but just like this is the one singular focus of my entire life for three months you were waking uh, up thinking ice man yeah, going like, to bed Iceman, thinking nice man and like and it's hard because it's also like, it's not, it's just, you put so much pressure. You always put pressure on yourself, sure. but like that is an insane amount of pressure. And so I like, I was up there and I, was, I had, I had a plan of where to attack that year. Like this is where I'm attacking and I'm throwing all of my cards in until then I'm not doing anything. Like I'm going to sit, uh, I'm not going to do anything and I'm going to go. And so we got about halfway through and sitting and there's a, bre- a breakaway went with like Brian Motter and Payson Mc- McElveen and like a couple a couple of those strong McKelvin, guys yeah Mckelvin, McKelvin yeah and uh, I just let it go and I was like, okay, like this is your point like those guys aren't going to win the race you're going to and like literally saying this myself to myself because you don't you don't you don't really believe it you believe it but you don't believe it and so then we came into this call like Boonenberg it's right before Anitas mm-hmm and it's this like it's inconspicuous climb, just like slow and steady for a little bit. Is that longer. the one? It's almost like a right turn, hard right. Yeah. Where
1: Sean goes, this is where the break will happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he was showing us before. <laughs>
0: so the year before, that's where it would happen. That's where wow. it happened. And because I had punched it, so like I had planned to punch it down that hill into that into that kind of weird right that
2: sand, and then no, nope.
0: Kabush did which I wasn't expecting. He was on the gravel bike the year before, like the same year, mm-hmm. like the year before, and. Uh, he shoved into that and we, he kind of started going up and he was probably going like probably 90% up the hill and I was like here we go pedal them!" it was already taxed and that was that moment of like do you have it? Do you have the mental capacity to like throw it in sixth gear right now? You are you're maxed but you're going to do it uh, and I went over the top of him and there was a gap behind us and we rode away and it was the weirdest feeling because I'd worked so hard for something but the minute I was there I was content Second place, couldn't. Like, I wanted to win, but I was happy, right? Okay, like, happy. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to finish second. Like, I'm going to finish second at Iceman. And, like, as a Michigan kid, it's big. As, like, as for the sponsors, it was, like, for me wanting to provide, prove future, sponsors. Yeah. Was I was like, like I got it, Content. It. I'm done. Like, it's a horrible way to think as an athlete. But I was, I was ready for no it to way. be over. I was ready to be at the finish. I was ready to be second. I was ready to get on the podium
1: in second. Like, it's... It's not it's not a horrible thing to think when the circumstances you turn but, around next year. Yeah. Well, I mean in a way, you weren't just riding for second place or first place or, or the podium or whatever. You were riding to make, I don't know, Alexi 2.0 happen, right? Yeah. And and it did happen and then you had the support for an entire another year and then you went a couple weeks ago and you crushed it. Yeah. And it's uh
0: it was surreal because it, like the, you talk about like how I had felt going into Iceman last year. It was like the same thing. Like I was like, given this entire year, I, this all of 2019, I had been mountain biking cause I'd been able to get those sponsors after last year and i had made it my job, my job again. So I had been, this whole year was like mountain bike races, uh, and getting my butt kicked for the most part. And in August I spent a week out in Colorado, the skills coach, which like changed my entire season. All of a sudden I wasn't, like losing minutes on corners and descents and things like that. Um, and I went to Sequoia Su- again, and that was like the first kind of eye opener, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not a, it's not like a huge stack field, but there's good guys there, and it just rode away. Um, that was the one that I struggled to pronounce in the car. Oh yeah, yeah, Sequoia so, we <laughs> yeah, so again, and like, it's it's that race out in Podunk, nowhere. But like, Le Mans won it twice. Like, it's a big race with a very storied history. Wow. And it was what the thirty seventh year or something I like that. Something so? crazy. Yeah. High 70s. I mean, I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, yeah. So, I mean, it's like, it's just big. And so, the, the real thing in Michigan, like around here in Midwest, is like, Ordashore Shore, um, just again, and Iceman, that's the Triple Crown. Yeah. And so, this year I won two. I didn't do ordashore because I was at a, friend, at a family's wedding. I try to always put family above what I do. But And uh, so, I won to again. That was the first like, kind of like, hey, okay. like, okay, we're on this. Like, let's, let's refocus. Um, Three or four weeks before that, I'd, I'd taken a complete week off, like kind of like off season, but just like go do you drink, eat, don't ride your bike. You want to go running, go running, you want to ride, go ride, but like nothing. Uh, I think I the mental state of an athlete is really, really big. And we just, I just knew it was going to be the same like two and a half months slog into Iceman, like just all in. Mm-hmm. Um, and It's just kind of, it's kind of like the same thing where I was like, I was so, so, so focused. But we got to, the funny thing is we got to Iceman this year and it wasn't that crazy cluster stressed Alexi. It was like, I deserve to be there, right? Like I had not only trained hard, but it wasn't that I couldn't do it. It was like, I can do this. I deserve this. And it's, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to be content with second this year. And that's how I raced that race. Like with my heart on my sleeve, like from like, and I think it was also different because just being, being me from Michigan, like I was, I was a target this year. Oh, um, absolutely. And it's, it kind of just like that race is blurry to me. Like I remember kind of knowing all the sections and like literally not leaving the top five, the entire race, like did not leave the top five of the entire race. And mostly it was top three, the entire race. When you started your breakaway, the woods went nuts. Oh, dude! I, so they were announcing over
2: the speakers, and all of a sudden they're like, Alexi, twenty-five second lead." And I, this is—I don't know—you're probably what five k out, maybe at that point. I mean, I was, yeah. you attacked pretty early, and when they said that, like, it, the woods like got electric, and they were just—they were just counting you off as in like, hearing the crowd when you first came up, icebreaker. You could follow where
0: you were through the woods and just by mean, the it,
2: sound. It, it was yeah. It was absolutely insane.
0: So we came across Williamsburg. It was like the minute like you, you guys raced or road also, like it yep. that was the minute that the it turned from like that soupy mud to mm. like sand. Yep. Right? Like the iceman that we know. That them. last ten miles. Like it's twenty K to go pretty much there. And we immediately across Williamsburg, everyone just kinda of set up and I was like, Well, time mm-hmm. to see how the legs feel. Where's everyone sitting? Just kind of threw it. It and, and just went and russell finsterwald came with me from cliff bar but he just sat there and i remember riding like knowing it was coming back but being like yeah you guys know what's up like <laughs> like just like i knew russell didn't want to pull through i knew there was i knew he knew it was going to come back but i also felt like it was one of those things that just like not everyone no one's got the legs i do right now you were like, hurting them yeah like not that but like and it's it's I don't, don't want to take away from my win, but it's the beginning of November. I don't think... Like, everyone wants to win Iceman, but I don't think they wanted to win it like I did. Um, so we got brought back. Kabush, Kabush brought us back. And maybe someone else, he's the one who brought it back in the end. So mm-hmm. it got out to maybe 10, 15 seconds maximum. But on that, right across Williamsburg, it's like a straight two-track.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I wanted to be full Michigander, so I didn't have any, any leg warmers on. So I was warming, warming the Pistons up a little bit. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs>
2: You can't let the heart rate no. down or you're going to get cold. You've got to keep that.
0: <laughs> and so I remember, like, in the whole race, I was relaxed. Like, the whole race, I was chatting guys up. And, like, I could just tell they were kind of angry that I was, like, I was just talking. Um, <laughs> this is the end of everyone else's oh. season. This is, like, the point of the your point season. The point of my season, right? Like, and still, like, it will never not be the point of my season. And uh, <laughs> that's amazing. And so then, like, I had always, like, Jeff Owens, Sean C. Bush, like, I always told everybody, no one attacks up Anita's. That's the stupidest thing anyone would ever do. And uh, I, we got caught. I kind of sat up for a second, ate, drank, and um, Matt Acker came to the front. And as he passed, he was kind of like, "Hey, I haven't done any work today." It almost felt like he was setting me up. It was. I thanked him so much after. I mean, I just sat there, second wheel, while he just rode into Anita's, and I like, I stepped off of his wheel, and I was just in bliss. Like I was like, okay, all in. Like I looked back no one followed, and they're like, okay, we're gone. Like,
2: That's incredible. Like, and
0: the need is a steep, yeah, and I, I know yeah. it's hard, but like, everyone goes hard. That's the point. So like, when I had a gap, I was like, you idiots. <laughs> and I, I didn't expect it. I was like, come on. Like, I was expecting someone to be in my wheel, right, like, and then have to deal with that. Yeah, they're all experienced enough. Like, why? Is yeah, no like, chasing? idiots is mean, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I was no, like, yeah.
2: uh, wait, what? Really? You just saw the mistake.
0: Yeah, yeah. and like, it was immediately and gap. capitalized. Yeah, but it's also like, you have your brain, right? It's like, I like, okay, all chips in, like yeah. screw it, here we go. And, and that was it. And I like, I remember just like head down. And I think what people don't realize is like, yeah, you guys heard it at that point at some point, but like there's 25 minutes from where I attack to the finish, Holy cow. right? And you're, you're alone. You don't have gaps. You can't see anybody. You're just passing people and it's it's interesting because it's so much of like you trying to be yourself, like trying to remember why you trained, trying to remember what you want. Like, and it's more of that like self-talk, like reminding yourself of like, you can do this. Yeah. Like you trained for this, like put it down, don't think, don't look back. So like the entire 25 minutes, maybe look back three times. Like, and just reminding myself that it's like, this is what you train for. And I remember, so I came into Woodchip where I'd lost the race the year before. So that's where Kabush had dropped me, the okay. top of Woodchip. And that's the first time you really see fans hanging out, right? Yep. Like, and The bells start coming out. Yeah, the bells are coming out. And I hit the bottom. And so for those who haven't done Iceman, I think it's like two and a half K from the finish. And someone said, you have 25 seconds. And I started bawling. Riding up the hill, crying my eyes out. Because it was that minute. Thank like, you. I didn't, I had no, for, for 12 kilometers, I had no time. I was just riding all out. Just everything I had into the bike. And, like, it just, and I was like, why am I crying? Like, and I kind of knew it, but, like, it was just overwhelming emotion for me. Um, and I, I don't think like in the, like after it, I'm like, why are you crying Alexi? Like what the heck? but like I I don't like being a kid I'm a m- kid growing up in Michigan and winning Iceman and winning it in front of a home crowd and winning it in front of people that like that really matter to you and care about you it was unreal and so like until Icebreaker I was just crazy like so like couldn't take it in like <laughs> overwhelmed and like I had icebreaker with like everything I had just for the heck of it. Like so now, I, now <laughs> I knew I have it right.
2: Yeah. So not only do you have like the emotion of knowing this, but now the fans are like, I mean, but it's in, you're encircled. All you can hear is everybody cheering. I almost feel like that's like a sensory overload. Yeah,
0: it I mean, was. You, and it, but it like your
2: body hurts, but you're probably the happiest you've ever been in your life. And then you can't hear anything
1: because it's just so loud in those in that in that forest at that time were you you, um you probably didn't even think about this but as you're telling the story i feel like you're on kind of autopilot i mean you're telling yourself okay uh, i can do this this is what i trained for you're on autopilot and then you got to the point where where the emotion hit and uh did you were you worried at all that you were going to lose it or did were you just so did that actually help propel you further then I knew it. Then it was more like, then I was, it was almost
0: an issue because the whole race, like you start, for those who have done man, like if you're winning the pro race, you're catching the guys, the amateurs finishing. Oh, yeah. So like that becomes like a major, like. When you went by me, there was someone to your right and they started to drift in yeah. the middle
2: and you had to take a, that wide. And
0: so after Woodchip, I was choked up. I, could, I couldn't yell anymore. <laughs> and so like you're, the really important pinch point is going down into Icebreaker, right? It becomes single track. So all I wanted was daylight, and so I am like screaming with all I have. Like, I did not have my voice the next day. Uh Like, because that was the only thing that, like, could actually take it away from me, I thought. And it wasn't that it was going to take me, but if they had a free ride, it's completely clear, and I didn't, Uh, you can lose a lot of time. Sure. Um, But I was also like, 25 seconds is 25 seconds. Like, you know, a second is, like, in terms of bike racing, it's a long time. Mm Um Yeah, and I just, uh, so I think I I kind of knew, honestly, like, from the moment I attacked and I didn't see movement, I didn't know I'd won it, but I knew I had, at the end, I I would be happy. Like, I would given, I had done the right thing and given everything I had, Um, and it just, like, it just got better from there, and, like... was so surreal and I was like trying to tell myself like stop crying like the cameras are going to see you at the end <laughs> and like there's so many pictures of me bawling my eyes out across the line it's just like so embarrassing but also like I'll yeah. never feel like I did winning, that, winning a race like that I'll nev- I will never feel like that winning a race ever again because it you just can't there's such a build up to it like finishing second last year the work I put in this last year and this year like it was surreal. And it was like, that was like, that was like, I didn't want to like write the same thing to everybody, but everybody that sent me a picture on Instagram or texted me or called me, like, first off, I didn't, my, could not touch my phone, like for the next 24 <laughs> hours. Like, it was incredible because it's one thing when people who don't know you congratulate you. but When people that do know you and know your person, what you've been through and the trials you've experienced, like, it that's emotional. Sure. And like seeing like, there's a couple pictures with like the wives of like like Dan Ellis's wife um, and um, one of my mechanics' wives. Uh, he he uh, Emily Kleinglass. She was like I, we were like bawling, hugging each other like after the race. And like all I was seeing was just like horse blinders to like all the people that had been there through like me not being something. I guess you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, like, it just, it was surreal. I guess that's the only thing. It's like, I just, I couldn't, that's all I could say. It was like, I can't believe it. Like, walking into, like, walking around, so for those who don't know, the ice trophy you win melts all night. <laughs> so walking around with this thing, I didn't realize I was going to be sore. I was more sore the next day in my arms than it was in my legs. It's like, it's like 50 pounds before it starts melting. Um, and cyclist arms are not no. always no. Uh, but it was like, uh, it was so amazing. Like, ah. Uh, it's, I, st- I still, I never truly knew that I could, like anything could take it away, right? Your bike can break in that mud. Like I was, I was barely drinking my water. I was spr- spraying it all on my cassette. Like mm-hmm. I just wanted a couple of years and it's just like, and anything can happen. And like, you can be as fit as you want and then you crash in the beginning or someone takes you out or someone and it's over. Yeah. Like that's racing. Your derailleur goes into your spokes and yeah. your entire yeah. day has gone. Yeah. And like knowing that I had won the race once, like I had won Iceman. I am an Iceman winner. Yeah. And then for it to be the 30th year and then like so many things on top of so many things.
1: Sure. Just like
0: it, I'll this never,
1: I'll never feel the way I felt ever again. There's some great, there were some great pictures of you like right after and I, I remember one, I feel like you're just looking up. Yeah. The, and I loved that. And I could just, I could sense your your emotion in that picture. And uh,
0: yeah. And it's just like, and I think it's also like, like I said, winning Iceman for anybody is big. And anyone can train hard and anyone can do it. But like growing up in Michigan and like watching Iceman and not being able to do it because across cross country states. And then being able to do it, but not really focusing on it. And then for a couple of years focusing on it, but not being a mountain biker. And then, you know, like it's such a build. Mm-hmm. And I think just the Michigan, like being from Michigan was just so, so real. Yeah. Like there's not many things I think in, in my life that are <laughs> that, that just real in your face, like, wow.
1: Yeah.
0: And yeah, it's just, it was, then everything, like I, like slowly you go home and you shower and you like, you come out and you're like, oh my God, it, it's there. The trophy's there, and like there's a puddle, but you're second, like, yeah. But like it lasted like 40 hours, like it didn't melt it. Oh, yeah, I kept it the entire what I drove you, home with what it. What how? It was, you drove I was, home I was with freezing it? in a winter coat, I had AC on. Oh, was, Seriously, oh, yeah, I wanted it to come home. And I can't believe none of us are sick. I think a thousand people drank out of it that night. Did you night. put it in
1: like in, a, in the sink or something? It, no, how they give that... you like a box okay. to
0: carry it with because otherwise it, it will really just be a problem. But Did was, you ever
1: weigh it? I wonder how much it weighs in, in No, I would have guessed like
0: 50 pounds, but maybe 40. Seriously? Oh, yeah, to start with. I mean, it's heavy. And you're like picking it up on the, on the podium. You're like, don't drop it. Don't drop it. Don't drop it. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you have guys on either side chirping you like, don't drop it. Don't drop <laughs> it. And then you have them like adding weight, like pouring their beers in. You're like, okay, don't drop it. Now don't spill it. <laughs> like, it was just, it was <laughs> such like, and even like, and like Steve Brown handing it to you. Like just the whole, whole situation. That's incredible. And, like not being able to leave because like there's so many people you want to thank and you want to hug and you want to be a, like what you want to give part of this day to because it wasn't just me. Like, yeah, I trained hard, but like, like Seth spent hours on my bike and like, you know, there's so many people that like have been so like a part of this, whether it was in the final weeks or like in the months or in the years, or like it just, it was so, it was so much, I guess. And it was like, I, I've won things and I've done things and I've accomplished things in my life, but it just, it was something that I think it's the first time I felt like I was really able to give back to people that I, that had done something for me. Um, and has gotta be amazing for
2: them. Cause they have something personally invested. They're not just some spectator yeah. that's like, Oh, he's our hometown favorite. Yeah. They're like, but
1: it is it my is-
0: fingerprints are on the, that bike or, yeah. I hated most of Michigan for the whole week before. <laughs> hey, man, you're gonna win. Stop saying that. <laughs> like, I, I didn't hate them, but it was just like, okay, like I, I already have that in my mind. I don't need you to tell me three times during the day. <laughs> I can imagine you just like stayed off Instagram, stayed off all social media. <laughs> I try, but I also like I also wanted to be involved with everybody, right? I wanted to like, to just yeah. That's... But it was yeah. Can it was I, just um,
1: yeah. Can I change batteries real yeah, quick? Cool. I mean, I don't know how much time you have tonight, but. No. I just, as long as you got me, you guys going to have to edit this, so it's not, you, I'm doing this stuff. The whole time. She's a slush cup?
2: No, she's no, 17. Yeah, a little, little no, So school. she was in juniors, but she but was yeah. too old for slush cup, but uh, I was grabbing my bike from the bike corral. And all of a sudden I see these two orange jerseys coming up. I'm like, oh, those are spin, spin yeah. people. And she's coming up. And like, when you were talking about, you know, just the ball. I mean, she was just, and it's, you know, just ball, and he was behind her. Just glowing. And he, he's right, and she's coming through, and she's, you know, it's that pain. It's that I'm so glad to be done. All these people are cheering. And it, it's kind of, it, it's so funny. So someone's very first event, you know, their wave 40 or whatever, and to, and then they have kind of this similar emotion to crossing the finish line as the pro who who won it. Yeah. And it's just kind of funny to to... to being there that day and being able to witness both ends
1: of the spectrum having these like almost similar responses to the finish. Sure. Yeah. Well, and that's a great thing about Iceman too is that you can that the amateurs <laughs> no. get to watch the pros finish. I think that that the model is, is pretty. Yeah, fantastic. they're model for the way... The, Except when you have to run into it well, <laughs> when you're trying to finish. No, it wasn't an issue. I just I just think that like um it's
0: it's amazing that like. I can have an amazing day and she can have an amazing day like people can yeah. everyone can enjoy Iceman and have a different story about it
1: but they still have a success. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gus the dog just totally go. bit the microphone. Gus wants his own interview. <laughs> um, is that working? I think it's good. There we go. Tell us tell us about Gus here. Um,
0: so I got a little puppy in my hand he's nine weeks old he's teething my <laughs> arm hurts. Um, my parents chose him over me <laughs> during the ice weekend. It was uh, It was uh, It was kind of, um, kind of a funny story. Uh, they decided they were going to get a dog. I heard. I couldn't believe it. Uh, and then, all of a sudden, I heard they were gonna get, They were going to go fly to get the dog. And then I heard they're going to go fly to get the dog on November second. <laughs> And I put two and two together, and I realized what that meant, and then, so they flew to Iowa to pick up uh, our dog, Gus, now, and they were driving back, 12 hours back, and watching in the car, and he was sleeping in my mom's arms, and they were watching the live stream, and I ended up winning the race, so now the dog's name is Gus Iceman. I don't, I don't know I, if dogs really have middle names, but he does. I doubt he was uh, still asleep after you won. No, and he, he, <laughs> and he ate part of the ice trophy, so he's officially in the club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's just, it's just funny how things work out, and I, I was kind of pressured. Alexi was happy his parents weren't there, and then it worked out perfectly. Sure. So, but I'm sure they wish they had been there, but it's just kind of a... Well, now you have this adorable well, now you have a dog. And yeah. now you have a new spectator for 2020.
1: That's true, that's true, so um so we've been uh you, you mentioned a lot about Michigan being from Michigan, and I mean uh, kind of what our focus is is just talking about Michigan yeah. and um you chose to come back to Michigan, and you are based out of Michigan, and just what i mean I, that, that was a conscious choice of yours um is it more of a a choice to come home and train from home, or is was it uh, now you want to base yourself here in Michigan and and get the most out of Michigan or give back to Michigan? I think it's the final one. I mean,
0: it's, it's hard for me to 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 say that. Say I want to give back, and then also be a pro athlete where you need things, right? So you need yeah. to take to give back in a way. Sure. Um, and Gus is gone. <laughs> oh, there goes Gus. <laughs> I'm gonna go bite Nicole. I'm tired of this conversation. <laughs> um, he sees the camera but yeah that's my goal I mean I, like, my main goal so obviously like there's a lot of bike companies and things that aren't from Michigan but my main goal is to work with companies from Michigan um, so just being, a, being able to be a part of community and the people that gave to me in the beginning before I was doing anything yeah. real in mountain biking or road riding um, it's just my chance to give back and so like being able to work with any Michigan company not only do I feel like I care more and possibly they care more um, but I can be more impactful. Uh, and so it's, there's, you know, it's, it's just, it's hard to really put it into words, but I think it's, that's, that's kind of my goal. And the, the beauty of moving from the road to the mountain is I'm in control of all of that mm-hmm. and being able to really be, this is a cliche if you're from Michigan, but really be pure Michigan. Sure. Yeah. Um, like really be a part of it and try to experience different races around, you know, I kind of, Part of me wants to be a lumberjack. I will tell if I actually do it. But like things like that, like I yeah. want to experience the different races and be a part of different things that are are Michigan. I'm surprised. Yeah. Uh, is is Todd been knocking on your yeah, door come on, about Margie, Margie? Gessick? Man, no one, no one <laughs> has really. Which oh,
1: is fine. Oh, Todd, uh, <laughs> we should throw it down right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's also
0: fine because like it's also funny that like I will most people I'll ride with, they won't. I don't know. If it, not that. I don't know. It's funny to be back. My reputation doesn't precede me when I'm back, which is kind of fun. But you'll have guys like telling you what they're doing and what their goals are. You're like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. You're able to be, Oh, I try because I hate being like, I I don't like people be like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. And not that everyone does that, but I also like, I want to hear their story. And if they kind of, a lot of times they know who I am. I don't always get to hear that. The genuine, like, what are you doing? What are you in it for? Mm -hmm. Um, but it's—I don't know. I think like that's kind of my goal is like to continue making this my job, but also be able to be a part of things that are
1: Michigan, and possibly yeah. Margie, and possibly lumberjack. And um, well, you already—I mean, you've already started with, uh, in a way, with like the kid, um, Alexi Kid ride. <laughs> kids, Alexi's, yeah. Alexi's kids, Alexi and the kids. It's a work in progress. Okay, okay, first okay. Year. Well, yeah, that was well, the least of our still, issues. We might need a branding. It's a very fluid title right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, you already started there with um, just getting uh, children excited about cycling and kind of starting a community. It's grassroots starting, starting to get a community going. Um, I think that in itself is giving back. Um, what about... Uh, what about like female cycling? And um, you know, you mentioned Katarina, and I mean, that's on the on the pro level. But uh, do you? Where do you see that? I mean, where where are there places that we can um, kind of encourage that in Michigan?
0: It's it, for me. It's hard to. It's really hard for me to even like to compare myself to, even like just juniors who have grown up and have made it to a place that I like. I made it wasn 't lucky, but I went through the, through the pathway through this system very easily, right like I had the best of the best, mm-hmm. and that wasn 't that i didn 't work hard, but there's always other guys who can get things you would get injured or something happens. So I always try to like, put, take myself outside and look look in it 's hard for me to do for female cycling because I feel like cycling's already a hard sport sure. um, and with, without even going too deep I mean, it 's definitely harder for for females. Mm-hmm. One of the coolest things was that the kid's ride wasn't mostly males so like right now it's really cool to see that there is a mix and hopefully there's girls who are just excited as the guys were um and that's kind of why like i wanted katarina to be there like i wanted someone and i don't know a lot of the female pros either but like i've met katarina and she's just like one of the coolest people like take away gender from it like just freaking awesome to Mm -hmm. hang out with cool athlete uh that's not mentioning she's a Olympian in winter and summer that she's won. Like, <laughs> she's leading the cyclocross world cup that she's like yeah. 10 times better than me and Jeff and Brian and any other pro you want to mention in the men's race. But like just I wanted it to be a part of I wanted everyone to be a part of it. Right. And like I don't know that from a men from a male's perspective it's e- easy for me to set or be an example. I can try to be an example for, for sure. girls coming up but it's hard for me because I had not a silver spoon, but I had it I easily. yeah theres um, there isn't. There wasn't a women's BMC development team. There wasn't. You know, there wasn't those pathways and, and kind of like helping hands to get to reach down and pull up. Um, and that's kind of the goal. Is if the kids ride continues, is like just I guess continue it being a a, a, a deal of getting people to enjoy riding bikes together mm-hmm. than it is to like, hey, this is a this is a race, you sure. know. Like, that's kind of what it was. It was, just, it was just beautiful. It was like, there wasn't, and we didn't talk much about the kids ride, but it was chaotic. There was nothing that went well on that kids ride. Like, and it overall was great, but there was nothing that went great yeah. during it. It was just. Like,
1: yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised. About no, that. but of
0: course. Okay. But
1: I, you had like, 65 I, kids, yeah, and was four of you watching
0: them. But like, I, pl- I pride myself in planning everything. I make lists every day. I have lists on lists on lists, and I had people, and I, and we made signs, and I planned, and it was just. As you have chaos kids flying ones. Well, yeah. We also so yeah. So like, it just started with like I had a friend setting up because I was doing an interview with CBS and. He's trying to pound these signs in, and his tire is going flat, and he loses his hammer, and he calls his other friend to come pound signs in, and his friend recruits you guys, and like, <laughs> I didn't know where the lap was because I'd never seen it, and I'm doing interviews, and it just kind of grew, and then some kids made some tumbles, and but it was amazing, and in the end, we're all there's all these pros sitting up on stage who, honestly, at that point, could care less about their race tomorrow, and I think that was the beauty of it is that. Each of us are very different. At that point, I was the only one who hadn't won the race on stage. Everyone else had won it at least twice. Oh wow! And like, I think that is also telling because the, the like what you do as a pro is you go and you sleep, you pre ride and you go to bed and you, you know you you focus on the race. <laughs> and we're talking less than twenty four hours before the race because the pre- kids I right started at three and the pro I started at two thirty on Saturday these pros are out riding, standing on their feet and being a part of something that doesn't have their name on it and isn't, they don't have to be there.
2: Um,
0: and it was an impact on the kids because they're not I, I, me as a kid. Didn't just want to ride with one person. I wanted to experience what it was to be a pro and that you can't see that from one viewpoint. Yeah. So for a girl to possibly see it from Brian modern viewpoint, right. Mm -hmm. And then see it from Katarina's viewpoint and then, my viewpoint and i think that's like that's what gets kids excited
1: into the sport and i think i think it starts low is i guess my point sure very simply making these opportunities for any kid to get involved and giving them the opportunity to see um, i can ride out here with i can ride out here i can meet these uh these pros i can meet female pros male pros and and ride talk about my spirit animal all these all these different (laughs) things and so that's no that's that's incredible what um what does next year look like for you next season? Uh, more of the same. Okay.
0: I'm um, kind of like, I think we were talking a little bit off, off mic, but, uh, I try to really, my move to, to controlling my, my career was that I really wanted to work with companies. and want to make an impact. Um, and I think the beauty of like, of me doing well is that nothing changed. Like I'm still with Bianchi. I'm still with Shimano. I'm still with companies that want to be a part of it. Um, the, cool part of that about that also is I get to my reach got a little bigger in Michigan so I get to work with a couple more Michigan companies I can't announce those yet but it's just it's exciting to have people who are like and I'll just preface it by like they reached out to me okay and that's just incredible right like and they're honestly like this is possibly getting a little bit too much into like contractual stuff but like they're not asking for much they want to be a part of the journey and perfect. Yeah. And like, and just seeing them be involved and then that just motivates me to like be further involved in like kids rides or like other things that only motivate, I don't know, motivate more of this sport. Cause I don't know, there's, there's so many ways we can take it, but I think it, it all just starts with people enjoying riding bikes. Like racing is the end of it. Like, yes, it feels great to stand on a podium. feels great to win, but like, I mean, today I've been on my off season for two and a half weeks. I've pretty much eaten candy and drink a beer for two and a half weeks. Honestly, like <laughs> I've broken, eaten more candy than any of you think is possible. And it's today I went out and rode in like the crappiest, muddiest conditions, like covered in mud. <laughs> yeah, your bike
1: was pretty muddy when you pulled <laughs> up.
0: Here, I'm just I'm gonna show them a picture so you can get their reaction. <laughs> and like, I mean, like the point where like. Oh, like, oh God.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, there's your jersey is never the same again. Let me put it this way he was cleaner after <laughs> Mudman 2019 <laughs> than he was today. Oh, it's just, it's, and I think it's, it's like I got out there and I didn't want to go home. I didn't want to stop riding my bike. And I was, my teeth were gritty. I couldn't feel anything. <laughs> but it's just like, I think the love of the sport comes from the luck, really, truly enjoying what you're doing. And like, the more, kids that have a passion with cycling, whether it becomes their job or they just do it for fun, that's where the sport is. And like, that's where, that's why gravel is growing. That's why mountain biking is growing because it allows you to share it with somebody and be a part of something on the weekends or go to a Thanksgiving ride or go. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think like, that's the cool part. And like, there's nothing I'll ever cherish more than like, even when I was in the World Tour, but coming home and doing group ride with friends. Like, great, they're not as strong. Great, it's colder. Great, it's gray but like it's home and it's the people that i want to ride with and talk to and be a part of something with and yeah i think that was like that was the element of iceman It was like yeah it was a race but that's how i felt i felt like i was in this massive hug at the end of iceman that's cycling to me and like that's that's what it's been for me it's been a, like a massive family and at times a very small family it's a very small sport <laughs> but it's it's just funny cuz it's i i just like i remember Growing up, it just feels forever ago now. And But just like every little level, you know, you, you meet somebody, you see somebody, and maybe you don't talk to them that much, or maybe you do. and But they come back to your life. And like, I hope um, the director of Iceman actually wrote me before the kids ride, because I, I, so, I was more nervous about the kids ride than my own race. Um, <laughs> fair. To be fair, it was, the right, it was the right reason to be nervous. But... Um, I finish and he goes, I can only hope that this is the first 30 years of the kids ride. And like, that was like surreal, like goosebumps, like yeah, being a part of something that is more than you is
1: like all I can ever like hope to be. I think, I think we're at a pretty good spot to just, I mean, this is, this is yeah. like a great spot to just kind of let it be. No, it's awesome. I love it. We could, we <laughs> could, yeah. Uh, uh, Alexi, one, thank you for allowing us to to chat with you. Um thank you for taking Michigan seriously and, <laughs> and winning Iceman this year. I think year. Michigan took me seriously. Well, it it was a gift to you and it was a gift to all of us. I mean, it was incredible incredible race and uh I'm excited for your season this coming year. And this was start it, thinking about Iceman 2020 right yeah.
2: now. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, as soon as I was done I was like this was my first Iceman ever and I was just like I can't believe I
0: never did this yeah, growing before. up, you—I mean, you grew up in Michigan. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, nothing like five thousand people on bikes. They're it's cool, insane. So. Yeah.
1: Absolutely insane. Anything you want to add to the conversation? No. Uh, well, I mean, not on mic. Oh, that's fine. Just come on in. <laughs> uh, no, I do actually want to say I'm super impressed with what you had to say today. It was really nice to meet you and get to know you.
0: She says she hates me. <laughs> 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 She said tonight was a waste. <laughs> she can't believe she drove an hour out to my house in the middle of Michigan and snow, mist. I put
1: her by the weights in the w- workout room. No, thank Stacking you. Me in the sauna. Yeah, you, you can thank like, my parents. I felt a little bit. Oh yeah, let's talk about this. There's a sauna next to it. You're just a normal Michigan kid that has a sauna in his basement. See, now you have to
2: go do Marzi. That's like the most up thing
0: ever. <laughs> oh, you, you go play five hours of hockey on the lake. You come into the sauna. You go play five hours of hockey. It's a good that's all i do in the winter i barely ride my bike (laughs) (laughs) we now know the
2: secret to ice (laughs) man thank you alexi thanks a lot guys
1: fantastic sheldon how much did alexi deliver on the interview man oh i i think we just lost our podcast to uh to our interviewee i mean this makes me a little upset not only is he a pro he wins ice but he was fantastic he was better than us so alexi we, 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 this was our 13th episode and we just got dethroned yes absolutely <laughs> that's okay we'll gladly uh uh hand it over um your, your new host alexi vermilion <laughs> Uh, but seriously thank you Alexi, for being so gracious with your time sitting down with us and just giving us such an honest and uh personal personal uh, a- account of 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 your life as a cyclist it was absolutely amazing um hopefully uh
2: hopefully we'll be able to get you on a few times next year maybe um as your season develops
1: yeah certainly i got nothing else I mean, what else? What else can he say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before we go, Sheldon, I just think we need to thank all the listeners, all of you who have uh, stuck with us for the past few weeks and just been so encouraging and supportive with your comments and your feedback.
2: Yeah, your listenership has enabled us to continue this project of ours, the Dirty Chain, um, interviewing those that are novices to the sport mm-hmm. into racing all the way up to those that are racing in the uh, pro circuit.
1: Yeah. And, uh, we can't say thank you enough. This, it really does mean a lot to us. The dirty chain podcast is a Michigan mid pack media production.
2: Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at dirty chain podcast,
1: email dirty at at gmail.com call our hotline 616-522-2641 audio editing and original music by trevor gibney sheldon little handles the social media graphic design and bad decisions so whether you just won your first Iceman or your spirit animal's a wolf keep your chain clean but get your chain dirty see you in the mid pack